Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your hosts, Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Joe. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast. Had a little bit of a hiatus there, took a little week off to kind of get back into the groove of things as we kind of transfer from the main part of fantasy season into the best part of the NFL season. But I hope you guys have been enjoying your NFL football. We definitely have. We have a great show for you today. A lot of people are going to be on the move player-wise and coach-wise. We're going to stay abreast to all of that and make sure that you guys know exactly how it's going to affect this upcoming fantasy season. We'll also get you a lot of great information as far as Dynasty is concerned, things that you should be looking for, uh, different moves that are made, and how it's going to affect your Dynasty team. We're here for the long haul. And we're going to make sure that this time next year, those of you that didn't have championships, you will be raising those banners. It's me, the fantasy football fan. As always, I got my main man with me, Young Vander. Holler at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy fans, what's going on out there? And my main man, Bro Joe. Holler at the people, Bro Joe. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Bonjour, Kanichiwa. Good day, eh? Hola, como esta? Good day, mate. Uten Teg. And what's poppin'? Let's go ahead and hop right into your news. And now your fantasy news. All right, fantasy fiends, let's hop right into it. We have some scuttlebutt going around that could really affect the landscape of the NFL going into next year, which is obviously going to affect everything that has anything to do with fantasy. Some of the eye-raising chatter out there, I think the most for me would be Russell Wilson actually went out publicly and stated that he wants to check his opportunities or check his options. So that's the nice way to go about saying, I'm not comfortable here anymore and I want to go somewhere else. I'm just not sure where just yet. Um, Have you guys heard anything about Russ and um where he may inevitably end up or is this just kind of what we went through last year with them kind of being upset with each other and then coming back together again uh i haven't heard anything as far as like teams anything of that nature i think it's just one of those things where he just want to you know weigh his options and it's it's probably the the drum is probably beating a lot louder this time than last year so i could definitely see him maybe getting out of there i mean that that's that ship has been sinking for a while now so it's, it's probably time for him to get off of it and, uh, you know, explore something else. So I think it's just a little more serious this time around where he will, we probably will see him on a different team next year. Exactly. I agree. Like, <laughs> just like I was saying a few episodes ago about getting rid of him and Bobby Wagner. Like, it's, this is uh, for real. You know, he's been sacked a lot. And besides Dwayne Brown, which is, what, 36, 37? He, like, he might old. be out of there himself. Yeah, he might like, be. Like, we haven't done anything to protect him. In fact, we let two it, the offensive lineman, go last year. So this is for real. He's tired of getting hit. 
He has nobody around me around him. He has no defense. And we spent so much our money on the top five percent of our team. We got to get rid of him, honestly. You got Calvin Ridley. If you guys haven't heard the the rumors involving Mr. Ridley, apparently, and this is uh, you know, this I'm assuming it's true based on where it came from, but they're saying that the issue with Ridley's mental break, if you will, had to do with him being in the city of Atlanta with his lady friend and his lady friend getting scooped up by some dope boy. Um, and, and essentially Ridley is a little upset that that ex-friend is no longer with him. So he wants out of the city of Atlanta. Now, whether that's the main thing, the only thing, or not a thing, still remains to be seen. But I believe that Ridley is going to be on his way out of Atlanta, and it's sad because he's what they needed, and they thought they found the Julio replacement. Now, all of a sudden, maybe hanging, if you were going to hang on to anybody, maybe it should have been Julio versus it being Matt Ryan and then moving on to Calvin Ridley. But Atlanta's in a bit of a pickle, and I don't foresee it getting better any faster if Calvin Ridley is on the outs. Um, they haven't given any indication as to which teams would be vying for his services. I did see something out there saying that um, the Patriots could go after him. I also saw something saying that Chicago could go after him. That's going to be kind of interesting, but for me as a fantasy player, and I don't know about you guys, you can speak to your own opinions on this part, but for me, if anything other than the coach or an injury can sideline you during my fantasy season, I ain't really got much to say to you anymore. So I, I, I don't foresee him, regardless of what he what numbers he ends up putting up next year, year after next, whatever the case may be. This is going to stick out to me for quite a while um, as just different. Like I, I've never I've never seen an NFL player in their prom just say i'm gonna take the rest of the year off because i'm not mentally into it so that that scares the hell out of me as a fantasy player that's not like a hamstring that can pop up on any given sunday i mean you, you can literally on any given day just be like nah not mentally into it so I, I i don't i don't think i'll be having mr ridley on any of my squads going forward oh this is allegedly everyone correct allegedly correct, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> correct. As uh, far as uh, Ridley, um, I did hear the Eagles may be a team of interest, also. But uh, this, like, don't I would also wouldn't be surprised if Julio goes back to the Falcons. I know you mentioned Julio; he hasn't done well with Tennessee. He could very well be dismissed from that uh, that job, and maybe we'll see another reunion because they're gonna need someone uh, to come back in there and play that position. And who better else than Julio? It'd be good for like ticket sales and things of that nature, also. True. As far as the business. So I wouldn't be surprised if Julio ends up back in Atlanta. Uh far as Ridley, where I'm from, we like to call him a tender and you fill in the rest. Um <laughs> man, it's it's very unfortunate um that a relationship will, will play in your mind that much and and, and make you not want to go to work. So Right. Okay. For for me, that's showing a completely different weakness though. It's not just the fact that like if you let something like that affect your money and don't get me wrong, you know, we've all been in love. We've, you know, most of us have had our heart broken in some way, shape, form or fashion. 
I can't yeah. really, I can't remember remember one that came anywhere close to costing me millions. But yeah, but the thing is, this with him, it's not just a regular heartbreak, regular relationship like we all go through. He's an NFL player, and he is stunned yeah. that a young lady would yeah go uh, elsewhere. He thought he had it all. right for sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Calvin Ridley. You know what I mean? So, and you got this, just this regular cool Joker. You know what I'm saying? The city that take you off. Oh, that stings. Cause this guy's nobody. You know what I'm saying? He may be somebody in the in the in, in the know, city. Yeah. In the city, you know what I'm saying? In the alleys. But I'm a I'm a star. I'm known everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So I think that hurt him more than anything. Like it's that pride thing. I can see that. Ego crushed. It's different when you got a nine to five and then you can make upwards of twelve million in your last year of your fifth year option. So I don't got nothing to say. It's just weird. I don't care how much love got to do that. $11 million. I'm buying you know bitches what? for that. I'm starting to wrap my head around this thing because if I'm a millionaire athlete and I feel as if there's really nothing more that I can bring to the table and I couldn't keep you with what I do have, how bad does that make me feel about the things that money can't buy? Like how bad was other departments in which a relationship depend upon that I was just going to up and leave you. Cause it couldn't have been the money. It couldn't have been, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's normally one of the main reasons why, 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 why people break up. It couldn't have been that. So that means that you were doing something else real wrong or, or, or maybe she got fed up with you and you thought that, you know, you can treat her some kind of way or you had two or three little, you know, jump offs going on here. Then she was like, I can show you better than I can tell you either way. She messed that man up. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say it can't be the money, because I've heard stories in the past where these guys involved in the life has stunned it on athletes on many occasions. So that's not necessarily think. Yeah, he making millions as a as a wide receiver, NFL player. You'll be surprised what guys are making doing their own little dealings out here in the world. I see, um, oh, okay. So okay. I've, I've seen many situations where those you know types of guys stunt on athletes, stunt on rappers, stunt on entertainers. So, Trust so, me. So, so you saying it's, it's not 100% certain that Ridley was the big bank and that that's a, was a little bit? 100%. <laughs> okay. 100%. You know what I mean? I've seen it done many times. I mean, look at someone like Big Meech. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what yeah. if it's Big Meech? You think Kevin Ridley can stand up to a Big Meech? I mean, no way. In, in that particular city, if you are big time, then you are probably looking at, you know, that level of money. So I for mean, sure. I, so we, so we, we never and, know. And again, we, these are rumors. These are you alleged. Know. <laughs> alleged. You know Don't come for us. This is- <laughs> but I've, I've seen this situation many times. You hear little stories and things like that where these guys are in nightclubs and then the athlete, he's the big dog and he's in there flexing. And, and this one guy's like, you don't have enough. You know what I mean? And like, who are you? Who are you supposed to be? You know what I'm saying? And so it, it, it happens. Trust me. I assume at some point we'll we'll get the full story as far as that's concerned. But th- this might end up being a made-for-TV movie that we, some of the details that are coming out about. Really, we'll see where he ends up going, and hopefully, he ends up salvaging his career. But if you can't handle Atlanta, I, I don't want to see you in Chicago. I don't. I don't know if that's gonna work out better for you than Atlanta. I'm just saying. Moving into one of the last player rumors and then kind of switching over to the coaches, it's been stated that Deshaun Watson sees himself as a New York Giant and wants Brian Flores 
to be his coach. That was kind of jarring when I read that particular rumor because I wouldn't necessarily think that the Giants would be the organization that Watson would want to go to unless he's accepting the fact now with Flores going from Miami that Miami should no longer be in his consideration because he isn't in theirs. So that was kind of interesting to me. Um, Also, the fact that the uh, other rumor involving Brian Flores, he'd already interviewed for the Texas head coaching job. And if you remember the current GM slash president of football operations, whatever, whatever his title is, um, Casario, he was on the Patriot staff the same time Brian Flores was. So there's already kind of a relationship there. And it's looking as if Flores to Houston was like 85 percent done. So my question was, if Watson does actually want to work with and play for Flores that bad, is it necessarily still 100 percent ironclad that he would take out of take off out of Houston if he would be willing to play with Flores in New York? Because both organizations are about on the same footing as far as football is concerned in the present. And at least Houston may have a few different avenues based on draft picks and things of that nature. But um, that's where we are right now with Watson and Flores. So feel free to comment on any or all parts of that scenario. Why New York? It's definitely not a football move. Um, you say is or is not? It's not. Okay. You must want to just win in the, in the Big Apple. The worst, probably worst offensive line in football. So you don't yep. want to stand up <laughs> when it comes yep. to there. As far as the Flores thing, even Flores going to Houston, I'm not sure if that's enough to keep Deshaun because he probably, he may feel shaded by the actual organization. And that's what he was kind of saying. I, I so, thought he was more upset with the owner and the right, uh, you know, just the situation in general. But. Right. So even though I know he want to play for Flores, it may be really bad or whatever. Them getting Flores, I don't think that'd be enough for him to stay in Houston. I'm kind of surprised by a New York move. To me, I think New York is a better team than the Texans as far as the talent. I mean, look at the. The pieces that New York actually have. The offense line is horrible, but as far as the skill players they have, it's a lot better than the Texans. But who all would they have to give up to even for Watson to even get there? Because I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they have the draft capital to even match what Miami had already offered. I'm not sure what their picks look like, but they will be higher picks. That's so well, think that's about true. it. You know, the New York picks would be better picks than the Miami picks. Yeah, they got and, the fifth uh, and the seventh pick. Just so to, there you go. I mean, mm, I, I think okay, okay. Five, that, that's already, hey, you see what I'm saying? Five and seven, you get two lottery picks and maybe a player. So maybe if you get, let's say Daniel Jones. Mm. And I would take Daniel Jones a five and a seven, me personally. I would too. Uh, so <laughs> you, you never know. I mean, I think that that's a start. You know, I'll take Daniel Jones a five or seven, maybe a third. You know what I mean? It's I'd rather that than whatever Miami picks that Miami had in Tua. Right, right. Hey, that, that's a start, you know what I mean, as far yeah. as, uh, you know, the trade pieces. But, yeah. You know who else is, is firmly back in the market as well? The Eagles, after what they saw this weekend with Hurt. I, I believe they're firmly back in the, if we can get a better quarterback, we'll take them. But we aren't going to necessarily pigeonhole ourselves into the quarterback situation that we have at the moment. The Eagles need to find a new GM. Because some of the decisions make he's been making for the last couple of years in the draft, horrible. He missed on Justin Jefferson. He missed on DK Metcalf. I mean, get this guy out of here, man. I think what it hurts, though, is it hurts or is it the play calling? Like, I feel like you kind of knew what she was getting out of hurts going into uh, the, this season. 
I don't like Sirianni's play calling. It's like to think what he did with the Colts. I'm like, damn, this offense is crazy. I'm thinking you can do something here. And it's like, you don't have an identity on offense. You don't know if you want to do RPO. You don't know if you want to use three backs. You don't even know if you got a wide receiver, but you got Devontae Smith. Oh, I think I had Goddard, but I don't get Goddard the ball. It's like they too over the place on offense for me to put it solely on Hurts, but they got the the picks to do it. They got, you know, three in the top 19, so they're going to make a move one way or the other. I definitely agree with you on that. And as I was watching the playoff game yesterday, I was like, okay, do you guys not even do a scouting report at all? Do you not realize you're going up against the best run defense and you're not throwing the ball at all against one of the worst secondaries? Like, like what are y'all doing? I don't know, but but yeah, I, I definitely see your point as far as that's concerned, Joe. We have Harbaugh to Chicago heating up. I really like this pairing because if Harbaugh can get San Francisco to the ship with Cap, I I believe he could duplicate that same effort, especially if we're talking about a division that's going to be wide opening uh, with Aaron Rodgers possibly leaving the division after this year. That that's a, a good fit to me. I know we had some. Other coaches in mind that we were throwing out there, like the enemy, and um, there he, he was the main one, and uh, Greg Roman possibly just due to their ability to create the best scenarios for quarterbacks with the capability to run and pass the ball. But Harbaugh, he was kind of you know he's been doing that just as long for that type of quarterback as these other guys, and he's actually shown just as much, if not more, success. So Harbaugh to Chicago to me makes all kind of sense. Whether or not it comes to fruition, we'll see. But for for my money, that 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 pairing makes sense. I really get Greg Roman for the discount. Um, Is he even interviewing right now, though? I, I don't even think he's interviewing. Who Roman? Yeah, yeah I haven't I haven't no, seen no him one, on much of the list. But at all. yeah, that's that's the thing, though. It's not him not wanting to. It's just like people. Are oh, not, okay. You know, I people are not calling him in. You know, what I mean, I'm trust me. All these court, there's not there's not one coordinator in the NFL. Don't want to be head coach. Take a head coach. I got you. I got you. I mean, come on. Some of them will lie and be like, well, you know, I'm good where I'm at. Like Dan right. Quinn, knowing he want to be yeah. a damn head coach. Now, if you think you're going to be the successor, maybe like McDaniels or somebody, if you feel you may be the successor to someone, then you may stay. But other than that, everyone wants to be a head coach. Uh, maybe that's why Dan Quinn don't want to. Um, that's why he's saying he don't want to be the coach of Denver, because he know that McCarthy going to end up getting fired and the next year he can be the coach of the Cowboys. Maybe so, but for, but for my money, I would take if I'm a Chicago Bears. I mean, and I'm on Harbaugh, I'll just take Roman for the discount because he's going to be cheaper. And it's, I mean, when he was having this success in San Fran, Roman was the offensive coordinator. Now Harbaugh is a great motivator, a leader of men. So that's one thing that maybe Roman doesn't possess. But either or, either one of those guys, I, I like in that position for sure for Fields. I don't like Harbaugh at all. Hmm. Period. Like okay, I'm, and I'm gonna I'm gonna open it to a few good points, right? Like, for wait, wait, one, one second, Joe. For yeah. this job or in the NFL for any? Oh, of the in teams? the NFL. Oh. Period. Okay. NFL, okay. Period. So we're gonna go back to the 49ers and I touch on uh, I touch on Michigan, right? Mike Singletary gave him a championship defense. Period. He or he inherited literally a championship team from Singletary. You had Vic Vangio when he was killing it with his scheme. Greg Roman, to your point, he really didn't have to do anything like his brother from the Ravens to stabilize the team. That's why he only lasted, what, three, four years to, to uh, 2011 and 2014? 
He, I feel like he got too much credit for the 49ers team. Then you go into Michigan, where you had talented players, Jabril Peppers. You had so many other names, just to name, just, you know, naming Jabril because he's one of the more polarizing factors. But they don't get hardly any playing time or recognition. Look at uh, Hassan uh, Haskins or whatever. Phenomenal running back. Nobody will ever know he's a top five talent because he didn't get the ball. Nico Collins, a phenomenal wide receiver, could have been a top wide receiver, didn't get the ball. It seemed like he just, I don't know. I think he got, he get it. He's good at galvanizing, uh, I will say, certain individuals, but he doesn't reach his, a whole team, in my personal opinion. Like John, like his brother. His brother, I think, is more better coach than he is. He's the younger brother. Well, for me, the credentials for Harbaugh are undeniable. I got to agree. The guy is 44, 19, and one over four seasons. A 70% win percentage. Which that would be fifth best all time of any NFL coach in history. So I don't care who he took the team from. We've seen guys that set teams up for people all the time. Hell, John Gruden won the Super Bowl with someone else's team. And guess what? Played against his team in the Super Bowl, which the team he set up. When they play the Raiders. So we've seen this all the time. We see guys that may set up a team, you know, get it together, but somebody has to get it over the hump. And Harbaugh, I mean, the numbers are there, man. This guy was in the NFC Championship. How many times out in four seasons? Uh, pretty much all. Wasn't <clears throat> it all four? At least three, so I think. Three? So, I'm about to say at least three. But why so, only three the playoffs seasons, though? I mean, that's my only thing. If he's this good, why only three or four seasons? Because Michigan – I mean, like, yeah, I mean, great deal of money. There was, and that's where he was from too, right? You know I mean? And not only that, I mean, sometimes you never know what these guys' dreams, jobs are, and things of that nature. So these things play a part. And sometimes you have a little um, issue with the people upstairs. You know, what I mean, you see a lot of times with coaches and the people upstairs, they kind of get into it, and they say, "Hey, well, I'll go take this other job." But it ain't. It's not because of him. Um, being a bad coach or something like that. I mean, I just read out to you the the winning percentage of this guy. And if you watch, if you watch Harbaugh like I have, this dude was a motivator. He had them quarterbacks. He's a great quarterback guy, having guys pumped, ready to go. And it seems like players like playing for him. So he's definitely a player's coach. So I'm going to definitely disagree because of what I've seen in the numbers. I mean, he went to three consecutive NFC championships. I mean, come on, man. What are we talking about here? So he has a national championship in the college level. Nah, he uh, got to the playoffs. No, 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 no. He, he doesn't. Finally, he just have a, Ohio State. Yeah, he's just getting over Ohio State. I think he had a Big oh, Ten. Yeah, he, he he good. Then. He he nice. So. He won AP Coach of the Year. You know, Big Ten championship. Finally getting over that hump with old Ohio State, but he doesn't have a national championship in college. But oh, I no. mean, he's done well everywhere he's been. He's done well at Stanford. He's done well with the 49ers, and he's done well at Michigan. I don't know what you're seeing. Looking at, but I'm I'm just I'm looking at, bro. I'm just curious to me. Like I I get it. I see those points, but I just don't. I can look at other coaches, like for example, John Harbaugh. I can look at him. And I know he is a player and team centric coach. Like you said, what he done, you know, Stanford, pretty cool. That's great. But <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, but I'm just curious. What 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 are we doing to win a national championship? I've seen Nick Saban go back. We've seen Lane Kiffin, which is the exact point that I'm saying here, too. We've seen so many coaches go back to the college football ranks. Where's the productivity? At least we know it's saving. He's become a a giant. That's cool. But, but dude, you comparing him to a guy who has zero success in NFL. Let's not talk about saving. You remember him with the Dolphins? Oh, we know. 
Oh, Cleveland? so so. Cleveland? But we we talking about a coach that had had success on both levels. Name a okay. coach that has had success on both levels besides uh, my guy up there. Where you at? But where in Seattle? Those are only. That's what I just want to know. He. Oh, team? so you got to win a college championship to be successful? No, I'm just saying. I'm just asking. Where's the championship? We just said he did all these different things. You've been in a program for several years to accumulate talent, draft. You know, to have a good draft class. You know, recruit class rather, et cetera, et cetera. He's having Where's success though. You don't have to have the championship. He's won AP Coach of the Year, so somebody think he's somebody. Okay, but what year? Why is that relevant to what he's doing now? Because if he's that good of a coach, why did he? He could have came any other year. Why? I mean, Michigan year, just was they, in the playoff, right? Yeah, they were. So yeah. that's what he. So that that's was, what he. So that's that what he's doing now. Exit. That was a. That was a. Quick but exit. it doesn't. You know that how many college football? Exit. You know how many college football teams there are in the world? And for you to be in the top four in the playoff, he that you ask what he's doing now. That's what he's doing now. These guys just finally beat Ohio State for the first time in three hundred years. That's what he's doing now. But like, he's been there for seven. That's don't doesn't matter. I just told you they ain't beat him in three hundred years. <laughs> I mean, cave, the last time they beat him, it was cavemen. <laughs> uh, Zay could tell you that. What so, should um, I'll throw a name out there to let you know the last time it was they beat us. <laughs> you, you remember Mike Hart? <laughs> That was the last Michigan team. Yeah, that was the last Michigan team that beat Ohio State. So that's what he's doing now. I mean, the guy resume is impeccable. I mean, though, I just told you he had a 69% win percentage in the NFL. That's fifth best all time. That's saying something. I, I would just want to like to see so it. To we could talk about Fangio. That's we could talk about Singletary. We could talk about whoever. None of these guys are doing what this guy has done. And this is going to be the last point because I don't want to spend too much on, on Harbaugh. <laughs> So Bruce Aarons, right, for example, right, he take over Tampa. They just won a Super Bowl. They already had pieces there, right? All they needed was the quarterback and obviously – The best of it. all time. Best That's of all time. Quarterback. Okay. <laughs> not, so nonetheless, you had the best of all time on right. defense, on paper, top to bottom, before you even got there. And all you needed was for somebody to take over and use a second-year quarterback, or well, I think a third-year quarterback at the time, take you to the Super Bowl. But it's like it's he didn't have to do much. He already had all the pieces. He had everybody from Crabtree on down to the bottom, Vernon Davis, everybody. That's cool. Before but you got there, how many you teams didn't have to we, do anything? We just seen a team with pieces lose last night. The Dallas Cowboys. Pieces don't mean nothing if you can't get over the hump. You can have all the pieces in the world, but if you can't put it together, you have nothing. You got a you got a you got a team with Pro Bowl wide receivers. Pro Bowl running back, Pro Bowl quarterback, Pro Bowl offensive lineman, Pro Bowl uh, linebacker, Pro Bowl DBs, Pro Bowl defensive lineman, and get beat. So, so again, what do we? So just because they have pieces, don't mean anything. You, so, it's still, so my question, what I'm not, I'm trying to understand is, Harbaugh's a great coach. Ball his resume, he has one Super Bowl. Collegiately, he has no national championship. Oh God, how many I'm Super Bowls just, do? How many Super Bowls do Saban have? I mean, he has none. How many playoff I mean, appearances? Ho, ho, ho. How many playoff appearances does Saban have? He has none. But how so, many national so championships? how many so, national championships does he have? But that doesn't that, that doesn't what are you we talking, talking about? We're talking about NFL. Okay, right. so let, let, let me let me look, let me let me put it this way. Let, 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 let's, <laughs> we're talking about NFL. We ain't talking about what he did in college. Let's change the finish line just like <laughs> what I mean by that is this. As far as it pertains to Harbaugh and his accomplishments, let's look at right now in the current NFL landscape. How many coaches currently have a head coaching job that have more accolades than you're saying Harbaugh doesn't have? When, when, you, when you're saying that he's not great because he hasn't won the national championship, 
damn near none of the coaches in the NFL has. When you say he's made it to a Super Bowl, damn near none of the current coaches in the NFL have done that. So although he took a seven, eight year hiatus, his accolades in the actual NFL still supersede the vast majority of the 32. Or am I tripping? No, no, I, I get that point. But, Which means he's better than them, so why would they not want him as the coach if he's better than the majority of his peers that are currently still coaching? You couldn't do much better is what it boils down to. Ain't, so ain't, many, the, ain't many other options out there that's better. But see, that's my point. Andy Reid is not an option. Right, with the he, options, there no everybody is kids that's pretty much available. So if I mean, that's the case, then what are we talking about? He's the best man for the job. If there's if By your admission, there's nobody else that's on his level that's available. That's available. I, that's the big. That's the big thing. That's available. I have again, and it's just this is just me. I, to me, I can't look at the 49ers and say that's him. Just my personal. Wait, opinion. wait, 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 wait. Don't don't go back to that point. Answer this question: Who is currently available to Chicago or any other team? The Chicago, Las Vegas, Houston, Bill, Denver. So uh, this is my point. Look, this is my point. Bill Cowher, Marty Schottenheimer. Two of the goats, right? Marty Schottenheimer got fired at fourteen and two. It was an AFC Championship. We already know what Bill Cowher's done. Have they ever came back to? How, can they come back to the NFL right now? Yeah, Bill Cowher's been. They've been trying to get Bill Cowher forever. And the only reason that Marty Schottenheimer got fired with that good record because he was in it with the guys upstairs. Everybody know that. So it's not I that see. they were bad coaches. It's like things that go on. I mean, I'm just saying, see- like a good. So we seen good names. We see good <laughs> names on the street all the time, but. Harbaugh is this the save all? I don't. I just. I so don't what, see. It's what, not save the child. Anybody's wrong. Who's better than him? That's currently available. Is what I'm asking you. Who's currently available? Who's currently available? Yeah. That's better than him. Is what I'm asking. I was. I like. I like Brian Dubois. I, I can say. I can put that Who? name out there. He never the, even been a head coach. So what? But you just said that Harbaugh going to the Super Bowl <laughs> wasn't good enough because he didn't win it and he didn't have a national championship. But you I bringing mean, up a guy now, who, who well, hasn't done anything. Are you giving well, Dabble? Are you giving Dabble credit for what happened in, in Alabama because he was there with the championship team? Is that is that what the is that what no. you? Did? So why does so I, why I, is Dabble? I'm Mike Singletary. I literally <laughs> have a championship team. Then I, Harbaugh comes along and then they go to AFC NFC championship. He didn't have to do anything. Okay. My only argument is that I can see if he came to a team, he changed the whole organization around. He just changed so much about this team, and then boom, they started winning. That's my only. That's my only thing. That's my, that's all I'm saying. Like I just I didn't. Okay. See that so there. so now I what need you to also take into account in Chicago right now. Oh man! Mm-hmm. All they need is a wide receiver. He can do the same thing in Chicago that he did in the 49ers. He don't have to bake the cake. He just need to put the icing on top. What else do they need? They got their quarterback of the future. They got they they've always had a defense. They got their running back. They got I mean they they need one receiver and a good coach. So isn't that the same formula that the 49ers use when hiring Harbaugh to take them to the next level? To Vander's point, some no, no, build no. it up and some take them over. Say, I got one thing to say. As a 49ers head coach, Mike Singletary was 20 and 28. I don't want to talk no more. Let's move okay. on. Yeah. Well, this is the team he left. I don't, he, yeah, he, he left a he left a hell of a hey he left a hell of a team. When Mike Singletary got fired, he was five and ten. Mm. The, the record was five and ten. I remember that. Five wins, ten losses. He got fired, and you talking about he left that 
He he left the cupboard bare. Okay. What was what was the Buccaneers record before before uh, Aries got there? Like, and that was nothing. He did so, that. He did that at the same time as freaking Harbaugh. You, but I'm saying you, you're talking about. We're not talking about Arians. Arians has nothing to do with this. You said that Mike Singletary left all this, all this gold for Harbaugh to succeed. The dude was five and ten and got fired. Who did he have to? Who did he get on that route? To who did he? Who did he get? Who did he get? Did he add Patrick Willis? Did he have to? Was he five and ten? But then my dude Justin on the defensive line was he had to go get him. Was he, he five and ten? Anybody? Oh my gosh! Tell me who he got. Man. Was he, he five and ten? See, who did who did Harbaugh listen, bring up to that team? I don't Tell give me a damn if he play. had Moses okay. on on playing defense. Point. Okay, and he right. had Noah at linebacker. And he had David okay. at safety. They was mm-hmm. five and ten, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. So all this, guess what? He wasn't motivating them. So he did have pieces, but he wasn't. It wasn't. He was doing. He was five and ten, and I he has a record like add, of twenty and twenty eight. That's that's horrible. I'd just like to add that the GM is the one that went and got them players, not the coach. So that's there's that part too. So if if we're giving all the credit to Singletary for buying the groceries, that that's not exactly how that works out. And if I buy the groceries and I put together a shitty meal, which is what Mike Singletary did, and then I and then you hire a chef. To make a perfect meal with said groceries, you're not gonna give credit to the chef. I'm just, I'm just saying. Man, he lost that locker room. Remember, he got into it with Vernon Davis and all this. You, you brought up Vernon Davis. I mean, it, that locker room is already who knows what it was going at the time. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see who Chicago gets. Uh, five and ten. Uh, how about how about going somewhere? Is what it boils down yeah. to, though. We got a, a few other rumors out there as far as coaches are concerned. We mentioned Dan Quinn a little bit earlier. Right now, it's looking as if Dan Quinn to Denver may be a thing. It kind of feels like Denver is picking the same coach that they just got rid of, and they keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. I can't exactly put my finger on why, but it looks like they may have Dan Quinn as the head coach. They may also have new ownership this offseason and i'm thinking that it's either going to be a group led by one jay-z or you might be looking at the amazon owner jeff bezos owning an nfl team but Mm. those are two names that are being kicked around um, but denver's ownership is definitely about to change it's just a matter of to whom so it's going to be some kick up in Denver. They're going to definitely have a few things to be excited about. We just don't exactly know what names are going to be, you know, on those doors just yet. I'm trying to figure out the connection. Um, So it's just that the team is going to be they just change the ownership. That's just what it is. Like there's no other yeah. connection. I don't exactly know the reason why they're changing ownership, but it's it's out there. It's It's not even it's not a matter of if at this point. It's a matter of when. And they were talking about it happening some point in time this summer. I thought the New York Giants also was a team that uh, am I wrong about that? They're not looking into doing looking at changing ownership. Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't heard that one just yet. Okay. Um. Hey. I heard Washington may. Uh, I, I thought the um Snyder may have been Dan Snyder may have already been out. They were talking about a few months ago when they were when the FBI was doing their investigation and everything. I think that investigation is oh, still yeah. going on, and that yeah. may actually be the reason nothing is taking place yet because the findings haven't come out yet with that investigation. But they were talking about uh, Jeff Bezos taking over the Washington football team, depending on what happened with the uh, FBI investigation and the Snyder. So it feels like they're trying to get Bezos in by any means necessary. 
and it kind of makes sense when he would immediately be the richest NFL owner. So. Yeah, I mean, Bezos could buy a couple teams. Uh, yeah, literally. Jay-Z going to have to get a group Several together. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a group together and they'll go in. And that's cool, too. I would like That would be nice to see, you know, especially if you can get a good stake in that as a minority. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Bezos just probably just wait for, for somebody to, to put it on the table. He just probably hit press a button. Like, how do you want right. to get paid? You want to cash <laughs> right. his check? You mean to wire this thing? You prefer you know, Bitcoin? Like, what Bitcoin? you yeah, yeah. How, how you want to pay, man? You want to Dogecoin? Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, that, that'd that be interesting, though. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, Elon Musk might shoot in just out of spite and be like, I'll double hey, the offer. <laughs> like, hey. And, and, and it's, it's, I mean, it's cool. I would like to see more minority owners. Because, I mean, right now in the NFL, we don't have any black owners. I only have one minority owner, which is the kid shot yeah. down in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. But, um. It's time. I mean, the league is probably, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's a majority black. And um, I'm, I want to see some black guys own some stuff, man. So yeah, we we still trying to get over the coaching bridge. So, I mean, right. good luck. But that, but that'll be, but think about it. That would be, you know what I'm saying, a whole lot easier if you can get a black owner. And it'd be a lot easier to have black GMs and black coaches and things of that nature. A lot because, of other dominoes will fall. Right. Okay. And maybe get more opportunity. You know, so you got to get in that room. It's, you know, we're right now from the outside with the signs, you know, screaming, but you got to get at that table in order to make a difference. So, facts, facts. Man, did y'all catch these playoff games? We look, sure. I'm going I'm, I'm to just rip the band aid off. We're going to start with the Patriots versus the Bills, 17 to 47. <clears throat> mm. So, uh, yeah, my, 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 my Patriots didn't mm. quite. Uh, mm. Didn't quite do what we foresaw them doing. Here's the thing, though. In my opinion, this is all on coaching. I'm sorry. They, they looked what? Ill-prepared. Yes, yes. They looked ill prepared. I'm out they of looked here. Scared. They looked. They, 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 they didn't look like they knew what the hell they were doing. Hold up. Uh, we hold got up. shellac. And it coaching. Was, I'm, I'm, yes, coaching. What, was Bill yeah. there? Oh, I mean, did he, was he under COVID? I, uh, I don't know. Was he there? I, I, I thought I seen him on the sideline. I don't know where the hell Bill was. But I know I his son they look alike, but I thought I seen Bill on that sideline. Belichick is on notice. We're going to do the same mm. thing with you that mm. you do to the players. Mm. Year too soon versus year too late if you don't get your shit together. That's all I'm saying. Mm. We got Jones dominated from the who? start. Mac Jones. Who? Oh, well. Mac Jones. Ain't nobody worried about Mac. <laughs> Mac, Jones is, Mac Jones is exactly what he's supposed to be. I'm not worried about Mac Jones at all. In, 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 in all honesty, now, in, in to to the point, we weren't even supposed to make the playoffs, so it's not a matter of being upset at the fact that we overachieved, in my opinion, because I really didn't see us making the playoffs. It's just a matter of a team that we know so well dominating us, mm. a team that we have to play twice a year, every year going forward, mm. dominating us, mm. and not looking at the Mac Jones side of the ball. But the last mm. several times that Allen, uh, that Josh Allen has played against the Patriots, mm. he's beat our ass. Just, just period. Like even in the games that we won, Josh Allen did his thing. Mm. That's defense. So mm. super gremlin, Mister, Mister, Mister <laughs> Game Plan, Mister Bill Belichick. I'm gonna need you to pull something out oh, your behind. I mean, this, this is supposed man. to be your wheelhouse. Forty-seven damn points ain't got nothing to do with Mac Jones. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, mm. I, I was just I, – I, mm. the Bills scored a touchdown on seven drives, seven straight drives. Allen had five touchdown passes. 
Nah, bro. That that ain't that ain't got nothing to do with Mac Jones. That ain't got nothing to do with the running game. That ain't got nothing to do with the, the so wide wide receivers. So let, me, so let me figure this out. Hmm. Is it Brady? Is it Belichick? Because on what one you, hand, we've seen see a lot of people don't talk about this and Belichick record without Brady. What does that look subpar. like? Subpar. It looks horrible. I'm talking about. Don't forget Giants. Don't forget Cleveland Browns. Like, let's not forget some of the places that Belichick has been. Well, he was a coordinator. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just you know, just looking at you know, just some of his records. What I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And um, and now with the Patriots as the head coach, without Thomas Brady, what has he done? He's and been regular, mediocre at best. So, so who is who? Who's the who's the carriage and who's the horse? I mean, it, it's one of those. It's one of those things that when you have the perfect pairing. Because of the synergy that it creates, mm. it doesn't matter which piece is more important. You just know that you need both pieces. You need so, both. Yeah. It, for for the, the Patriots need both pieces. Now, what Tom Brady was able to do. Tina and Ike, you need both of them. They ain't, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, look, look, look it, it, like you said, let's look at. Sonny right and Cher. How, how many how many hits were there when they <laughs> when they weren't together? That's all. I, did, I that was not meant to be a pun. When but <laughs> real real quick though, I think it's been a change in the guard because we've seen the Patriots did something they've never done before in the offseason. Spent a ton of money, a ton of money, breaking some of the pieces that he wanted defensively, and for you to get this result is like because they've been doing they've been you know discounting over the years winning championships. And now you spin yeah. a bag and lose. Mr. Kraft is not happy. I, I won't go there, though. Everyone that pays attention to the AFC East had the expectation of the Buffalo Bills winning the division this year. And not too many people at the beginning of the season had any faith that the Patriots would even make the playoffs. So, again, in, in my humble opinion, I think we actually overachieved if we look at the totality of the season. It's just that it leaves a bad taste in your mind. If, if they had to score maybe two more touchdowns and let Buffalo score one less touchdown and we lost that way, it wouldn't feel quite as bad. But the thing about a team like the Patriots, it takes a loss like this for us to get in our feelings and have a scorched earth tour coming into the next season versus being so close that we can almost taste it and feel like we're really already there. So I would rather this type of loss that makes you actually take self inventory than the type of loss that makes you think, Oh, well, you know, it's just a game of inches and it just didn't go our way. No, we weren't the better team. We weren't even close. I don't want there to be any confusion of who the better team is and what the outcome will continue to be unless there are some serious changes made. There were a couple of other games out there that were just as, uh, well, I won't say just as, that were quite a bit more exciting. <laughs> the Bengals-Raiders game ended up being a 19-26. to The Bengals may have a special offense, y'all. Like, we're talking about the that. youngest tandem to put together these type numbers. This might be a problem. Now, we had the... Um, the Raiders were on the unfortunate end of another infamous call. So, you know, they, they had the, you know, versus the Patriots back in the day with Tom Brady, they had the tuck rule call. Now they have the whistle um, where the, the referee inadvertently blew the whistle. The play was supposed to be called dead by rule, but Joe Burrow wasn't actually out of bounds. He threw the ball. It was a touchdown to Tyler Boyd. It didn't look like the cornerback gave much effort into stopping it, whether or not it was because he heard the whistle and he didn't think he had to. I don't know. But by rule, the play should have been called dead. By common sense, the whistle wasn't even blown until the ball was already out of his hand and he wasn't out of bounds. 
So in my humble opinion, the team that would have gotten screwed over more would have actually been the Bengals if they didn't give them credit for the touchdown. I, I mean, by rule, it was wrong, but it wasn't wrong. Yeah, the Bengals have a nice nucleus of weapons on the offensive side. Like you said, all the young guys should be a, something to wreck with for years to come. The only thing they're probably going to derail that thing is uh, contracts. Yeah, because they gonna come. <laughs> they gonna come. Right, being able to pay all those guys. I mean, so but I can I mean, see Tyler Boyd being going and then picking up a rookie to put in the slot with those two studs on the outside. Possible. What's Joe? What's Joe Mixon's age though? Joe Mixon is pretty young. I think Joe I, Mixon is twenty five, if I'm not mistaken. And it's funny that he's like the elder statesman, uh, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> at twenty five. But uh, yeah, that that team's gonna be good for a while. I mean, um, offensively, as long as Joe Burrow stands up straight. They can legit um, spend all of their picks in free agent acquisitions. But, but that's not but they, the offensive line. But I know we say years to come, but don't be surprised if they make a move because their defense has been pretty decent. Hasn't really played bad ball this year. Um, they did beat the Kansas City Chiefs this year, correct? Yeah, convincingly. Right. So, hey, we, we might see both of those teams AFC Championship, but I know it sounds crazy. But don't be surprised that this team is in the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think they're good enough to get there. I mean, because it's pretty much wide open. It is definitely wide open. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, what I you like think, Joe? This team, man. Zach Taylor and, them, and, and the organization put together a phenomenal team in a couple of years. Like, all these yeah, pieces they brought in. Even this year, the secondary are almost all brand new, minus uh, Jesse Bates and the other se- uh, secondary. So, and to they were think he was going to get fired. <laughs> See a lot of a lot of NFL teams like the Bengals. The what the Bengals did was they gave them one more prove it year. A lot of teams would have went ahead and moved on, and and this is really showing. It does take a little bit of time, and it does take the bodies that fit your system before you're going to see any results. So I'm glad that the Bengals were patient and decided to let Taylor, you know give another shot at it, and, and it's really showing. I mean, he, he may be a staple in that division now for years to come, especially with the other teams going the opposite direction. It feels like the Ravens are just kind of stuck in the middle with their style of play. They're not going to be able to keep up with the scoring of the Bengals, and you aren't going to be able to just run the ball, which is their thing. We don't know what the hell is going to happen with Pittsburgh. We think they're going to get a decent quarterback, but now they're talking about going the rookie route and getting um, that guy Pickett. But we'll we'll talk about the college quarterbacks a, a little bit later. I, I know you started salivating, Joe. So, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and then I mean, then you have who's the other team in the division? You got Cleveland, who just. I don't know why this early you would pledge your allegiance to Baker Mayfield because you don't know who else might have been available to you. Maybe you could have got a trade off with with Seattle. Maybe Wilson will go to Cleveland and try to. I mean, that would be the type of team between Cleveland or Denver, the type of team that he already won a Super Bowl with in Seattle. It would be that those type of players, that type of setup for him. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things going on right now that lead me to believe that the Bengals are going to be here for quite a while. So, yeah, they're definitely heating up. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, we had Tampa Bay versus the Eagles, which was a slobber knocker. Hertz may have just made the Eagles have to make a, a hard decision that they they thought they were going to be able to avoid. But they may be looking for a, a different quarterback or at least a veteran presence to push the quarterback room. I know Minshew was on a – I want to say he was on a one-year deal, so he may not be back. He may be looking for greener pastures. Maybe he goes to a team whose quarterback is kind of long in the tooth. 
and and he's kind of there to support whatever team that may be. But Tampa Bay did exactly what I thought they were going to do. They took away what the Eagles have been best at, which the Eagles have been the best rushing team over the last several weeks in the NFL, believe it or not. But the Bucks have been, for the last two years, the best run defense. So it was uh, strength on strength, and the Buccaneers won out even without the offensive players that they normally have. 50% of their offense wasn't on the field. That's between Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Fournette, Ronald Jones. Between those guys, 50% of the offense that put up points over the year wasn't present, but they had no problem scoring. That's what you get when you have a calming veteran presence and the best to ever do it in Tom Brady. That's what you get when you have competent coaching and when you have comparable pieces. Keyshawn Vaughn is looking like he's going to end up being what they thought he was before they got their hands on Leonard Fournette. I can see him taking a much larger role going into next year, um, but he he may end up being what to the team, what playoff Lenny was uh, to the team on last year. So I can see Tampa Bay maximizing their position and, and keeping it moving into the playoffs, going deep into the playoffs. They would definitely be one of the teams that I trust the most. I don't think that they have necessarily the most talent, but based on the players that are there, I would say I trust them the most. Yeah, uh, I guess so. <laughs> I think Vaughn are uh, definitely playing well. I think that spells trouble for Ronald Jones. Definitely. He'd probably be the odd man out. I don't think this Bucks team, I mean, still something missing. Yeah, uh, all those was, players I just named. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, like, but just seeing them on the field to play, it's just a lot missing. And a lot of players not really stand up to the to the plate um, wide receiver-wise. I've seen Perriman. I've seen Tyler Johnson. A lot of these guys are dropping balls of not being in the right place. So I think as they get deeper in the playoffs, these things are going to really come up. I don't think this team is going to be the representer in the NFC this year. I think it's going to be someone else. I can tell you somebody else that won't be the representer in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys, because they lost that game in the most Dallas way you could ever lose a game. And my God, my God, who runs a quarterback draw? It Wait, 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 wait. That's not even the worst part. Not only do you run a quarterback draw, but you admit that you plan to do this. You completely got McCarthy. This has been an Achilles heel for that coach since he was in Green Bay. His concept of time management on the field is garbage at best. You don't run the ball straight up the middle with 14 seconds left. That was an asinine move, and you got exactly what you deserved. Congratulations, 49ers, on your win. Super Gremlin. Like I said before, man, I've been telling guys, I say, don't be surprised if we go to the Super Bowl this year. Oh, man, you crazy. This, that, that. I'm like, yo, this type of team you don't see coming. The year that we went a couple years ago, we weren't supposed to be there. That team wasn't a Super Bowl team, but we made it. And again, this team is designed the same way. If you're able to run the ball effectively and get pressure on the quarterback with four guys, that's a recipe for disaster for a lot of teams. You know what I mean? You can win some football games as long as your quarterback not turn the ball over. And I said before the game, if Jimmy G doesn't have two turnovers, we'll win. He had the one, we won. Two would have been game over. It so, really would have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's that guy. If he, if he threw two picks – we're going to be in trouble. Let me give you a name right quick. You know who this team puts me in the vein of? The Giants in their Super Bowl years. Think about the team construction. You have a veteran quarterback who's, yeah, he, he can win it for you or he can lose it for you, but hopefully he just holds it in the road. Mm-hmm. 
you have a killer defense, you have a running game, you have wide receivers right. that are more than capable. It's just a matter of whether or not the quarterback can get them the ball. This right. is the giant. I mean, this this it feels the, just like the, the giant. That's the recipe. I'll I take you back. That undefeated season that the Patriots had. Week yeah, 17. Exactly, yeah. Week 17, and who did they beat up? The Giants kicked their ass. Fast forward. Giants made us, made the playoffs, but they've seen them again. And just that recipe, like I said before, if you can yep. run the ball effectively, play D, you could be a lot of these high-powered offenses. I mean, the Cowboys is a team that averaged, what, over 30 points a game this year? Offense only put up seven points yesterday. This is a horrible game. I mean, both sides of the ball, but Cowboys defense really don't do anything to amaze me. They don't do anything really that great. So, I mean, Kyle Shanahan did an amazing job on that side of the ball, and Dak just not Dak, man. Like, I, I really, I know nobody want to hear the injury card because everybody hurt this time of season, but this dude, we're looking at somebody that completes nearly 70% of his passes, and he just, the throws was horrible. You know, I, it was it was crazy. I, I think that was a good one for them. I mean, to me, it still comes down to Packers and Tampa at this point, like, honestly. I really want to see what the Packers look like against the 49ers. Um, we play them the very Packers. well. Because of the styles make matchups. <laughs> right. Styles make matchups. So that's going to be, honestly, that can be, that's going to be the biggest predictor of who I believe is going to win the Super Bowl. Well, you ain't going to worry about Dak throwing the pass, them passes Dak was throwing yesterday. You ain't getting that out of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is, is, is nasty. They, 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 they make, they make Rodgers play dirty though. I mean, right. they, they, they dirty well, up that jersey when they play right. Rodgers. When he get blood right. in his mouth, it don't matter. Back. I can tell you that. They not scared of They They're going to go in swing. That's all I'm saying. He, he don't that. have to be that. We always play the Packers well. It doesn't really matter about, of course, Rodgers is the MVP. He's the man. But when we play the Packers, like like Zay says, man, it's a dirty game, man. It's a dirty game. I mean, the, the, I, I do have, they do have the benefit of being in Green Bay. So it's going to probably be like two degrees. It's going to be cold. Your <laughs> facts. I mean, but we, we like you say, styles make matchups. We just play them very well. That's a team that we play very well. Last couple matchups here. We had Pitt versus Kansas City. In my opinion, not really much to say in this one other than farewell to Big Ben. I'm glad that you guys had the opportunity to give it the old college <laughs> try one more time. But, uh, yeah, it's time to go ahead and call it a day, sir. You had a great career as the Pittsburgh quarterback. Congratulations on that. But. Next time we see you, it'll be either on the sidelines or heading into Canton. Congratulations on your career, sir. But last night was a shit show, and it's really – I'm not even going to congratulate Kansas City on anything that they did. They did what they were supposed to do. That's pretty much all I got on that one. I'm not sure if anybody's seen anything differently happen, uh, happening in this game. Uh, this is like a no-brainer that the Chiefs are going to walk all over these guys. And uh, farewell to Ben Roethlisberger. Um, sir, good job in your career, but it's over. I mean, he, he pretty much he 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 left on his shield, man. So yeah, but um, go off what you were saying a little earlier. The thing with the Steelers, they was talking about maybe not even bringing in a veteran presence, like you said. I read where Mason Rudolph and um and what's the kid from Washington? They just bought in Haskins. Haskins, they're going to be like competing for the job along with maybe like a rookie quarterback so that's yeah, that's Lord. pretty interesting yeah i know right <laughs> ridiculous but they about to race harris career i would rather have Gardner Minshew than, than any of them dudes Facts. you know what i mean like Facts. those dudes are horrible but and gardner will be a free agent right. maybe Jameis winston will be available who knows yeah. who knows yeah. you know maybe yeah. wilson goes to 
uh, New Orleans, and and you know you know Winston is best. Who's so, the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh right now? Uh, Canada. I would like to see them bring back uh, what's my guy with the stringy black hair? The offensive coordinator they had when they had Le'Veon and things like that. He's not a head coach anywhere. I don't believe. You're not it. talking about Haley. I believe. Yeah, you're talking Haley. about Haley. Yeah, bring him not back. Haley. You know how you were talking about earlier how some people just rub you the wrong way? That was right. every place he went, nobody liked him. That that was his issue. It wasn't mm. that he couldn't do his job. He he was just an asshole. So uh, nobody really I mean, <laughs> that's why well, you don't have a job nowhere right but, now. But but that's the but that's the environment that they created again. Pittsburgh is a too. team full of assholes. That's true too. So I mean, you know, Tomlin, he just had to deal with that. Tomlin now, must man. have a, a psychology degree hidden somewhere because for him to be able to keep those teams together, when you really look at the, the how big a lot of those personalities were, I mean, my goodness, like he he man, I don't know, I don't know. When you're winning, but, it's okay. It's only a problem when you're not winning. Luckily for him, he's never had a losing season. So, right. Lastly, we have the Rams versus the Cardinals that we're going to be able to see tonight. So we have the first ever NFL Monday night playoff game or wild card playoff game, Rams versus Cardinals. Man, this is a pick em, in my opinion. Like I, I, either team, whichever team catches the momentum, I feel like can win this game. I also feel like either one of these teams could, you know, go a little deeper into the playoffs. So the defense both has their, you know, their stars. The offense has their stars. The teams know each other very well. I just really don't know. Maybe home field tells the story. So maybe the, you know, additional comfort that you get from being at home is what ends up kind of tilting it. But this is this should be a really good game. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to make a pick, but I'm not very confident in it, just to be honest with you. I want to see the Rams go forward. I I, want to see Stafford. I want to see Beckham. I want to see. Von, I want to see all those guys that don't have a ring on that team that have put in there, you know, they're just due over the years. I want to see those guys go far into the playoffs. Okay, so D Hop is out this game, correct? I believe so. Yep, he's not ready. Uh, uh, I think I, I know so. It's probably gonna be a pick 'em game, but I think I like the Rams considering all the things that that's going on. I mean, if D Hop was there, do you think you would you would go the other way or? I think it'd be a more even contest. I think it's a close contest with D Hop on the field. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a pick. I, I think it's a pick em with him on the field, but without him on the field, I don't think it's a pick em. Slight edge to the right. I, I got it should you. be like a three point. You know, this should probably be a three point. And uh, if you add that three point to the fact that the Rams are at home, that's now six. So, <laughs> I, I mean, they just played each other back in the middle of December. It was a thirty to twenty three contest. Um, but this the things all falls on what Stafford shows up. We didn't see good Stafford. Right. We didn't see bad Stafford. Same with so, Murray too. Yeah, for sure. We didn't see good collar. We see bad collar. But yeah, I just think without D Hop on the field, I think what's the real threat? Let's let's think about this thing. Who's the real threat? I mean, yeah, you got little guys, little guys here and there, but who's the real threat receiving wise? I think AJ Dream has to come through big. You see what? But you see what we count on? I mean, hey, it's, it is what it is. I mean, they they were, put, they were putting up numbers without. I mean, Hop hasn't been around for a while now. So if you haven't figured it out, then you don't deserve to move on. But going against an elite defense like this is what it is. And been going to get. I mean, you you're going to get several other elite defenses. You got to you got to figure it out. Yeah, got to. I mean, you, you literally just, got to. What I was gonna say, like with Murray, I just think if I'm him, he needed to play like before he got hurt last season. That motherfucker was throwing dots. He was running everywhere. He was just a man on fire. And I think lately. This year, he's just been like a shell of himself. And yes, D-Hop is a big weapon, but this whole spread concept 
it's an air raid type of offense. So I feel like they get people involved too late in the game. Christian Kirk, too late in the game. AJ Green, too late in the game. And it's like they just be dipping and dunking. It's like that's not what the fuck your offense is supposed to do. Like, and I think, you know, Murray needs to stop trying to be a passer, stop being cute. You're too short. When the pat when the pocket go on, that's it. When you're down by 10, it's no such thing as I'm just gonna pass or I'm doing this RPO. You need to take over the goddamn game. Like he's he's like uh Morant for you know, not to do a basketball analogy, but <clears throat> he's just so dynamic, but he just doesn't he's just not using it, my personal opinion. He can beat the Rams, my personal opinion. Will he? I if he comes out a man on fire, it'll be a close game. But if he don't, they're gonna lose by double digits. That's just simple as that. I think he'll run a lot more this game because it doesn't matter if he gets hurt again. Because it's this right. is it either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, either I mean, so he's gonna leave it all out there on the field, which could be an issue for the Rams defense, who isn't all that great when you look at the defenders on the edge. And he can definitely get to the edge, unlike any other quarterback in the game right now. So that's what we got for you for this episode. We will be back next week to discuss what happened in the playoffs the additional rumors that are coming up how it's going to affect your fantasy as we get a little bit deeper into the offseason and we see where some of the coaches go we see some of the changes that are going on on each individual team we'll then be able to kind of break down how that's going to affect your drafting how that should affect the trades that you make in dynasty we're also all now in the same dynasty league so you will be getting tales from the dynasty on a weekly basis that's going to give you insight. And I just made that up on the fly. So (laughs) you're going to get tales from the dynasty on a weekly basis about some of the insights, some of the trades, some of the thinking behind some of the roster moves and things of that nature. So we're going to keep it entertaining for you in the offseason. Stick with us and we out.